Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our final hour. Thank you for listening to the first couple. We appreciate that, as always. John Bonecamp will be our guest uh, coming up, uh, what, like 220-ish, right in there. Mm -hmm. We'll have him on. Talk some Hawks. And you've been uh, purporting this, uh, I just made that word up, uh, about, is Ference legendary? Legendary. It's a term that many Mm. people can read many different ways. Ah, yes. And that's why it's kind of fun to figure out exactly what your thought process may be when you hear a college football coach is legendary. This started with uh, Pete Futek over at College Football News. He is a contributor here to the show. We like to have him on during football season. Maybe we'll try to pick him up uh, next week. But So he was talking in his Big Ten article, uh, preview article, about coaches and Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh and Kirk Ferentz says all legendary coaches in the Big Ten. And a couple people on Twitter said, Ferentz, legendary? So let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into the conversation. Is Kirk Ferentz a legendary college football coach? When you first hear that. It doesn't strike that bell to me. It doesn't to you. No. Is Hayden Fry legendary? I... I believe as far as Big Ten coaches are concerned, I think that he has a better chance of being in the legendary category than Ferentz does. How about Barry Alvarez? I don't have Alvarez's stats, but I would think that he would qualify if you're going to go that direction, but... But once again, I don't have his overall statistical information but, in but, front but of me. But leave stats but, out. But just, oh, we're just, just, just the name recognition we're, we're you're talking, going by yeah, here. Let, let's okay. stay away from numbers. Okay. And just when you hear these names, do you think legend? All right. Joe Paterno. Yes. All right. There there we have a baseline. Yes. This. Okay. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go to Joe Tiller. No. No. Okay. Uh, Lee Corso. No. No. Okay. He's legendary for his ESPN gig, mm-hmm. but not for not as a coach. Not as a coach. Uh, Tom, I'm legendary. I'm legend in my mind. Well, right, but that's, that's we're, we're staying, this is different. Let's not make it about you, Jim. This You're, is reality. Keep, keep it here. Okay. Tom Osborne. Yes. Okay. Legendary. All right. I think we're Champ- championships, bowl victories, mm-hmm. things like. See, to me, that's what is problematic on Ferentz. How many coaches are legendary in your mind? Well, you got to go back. I mean, there are so many. I mean, back in history. Let, but, let, but the game was totally different yeah, then. Let, let's just say in the last 30 years even. Over the last 30 years. Okay. 35 years. Go back to through the 80s, 90s, and through the 2000s to today. Okay. During that time, mm-hmm. how many legendary coaches are there? Is Pete Carroll legendary? Close, but he wasn't there long enough. That's my determining factor. So it has to be longevity. I, I think that has to be a part of it. Coupled yes. with, is Bob Stoops legendary? Yes. Okay. One national championship. Yes. 
legendary. Yes. All right. And bold victories. Bobby Bowden, yes. Yes. Mark Richt. No. No. Dick Saban, yes. Yes. Mac Brown. Yes. Okay. So we're getting a baseline here. Yes. At least we are, we are but, thought process. But, but yes, but the, the process is longevity, mm-hmm. winning, mm-hmm. Ga- big games that you won. Mm-hmm. I mean, every coach loses big games. We we know that. But big games that you won. So you can't be legendary in your mind without a national championship. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. I'm saying... Because you haven't named a coach yet. That, that does, they've all won at least yes. one title. So at least for the way that you're saying it, they do. Bo Beckler. Bo Beckler. But we're going back that's, a little that's bit from even the time further. Period. Yeah. That we talked about. Yeah. Um, is Urban Meyer legendary? Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't think there's any that, doubt. There's about no that. doubt. Yeah. So when you're looking at Kirk Ferentz mm-hmm. and you look at him, longevity is going to big part. But I think what's also going to be look back upon when we look back at Kirk, and it could be in two years, it could be in another eight years, whenever his time is up, right? Is what happens to the program. Afterwards. afterwards and if the program takes a step back mm-hmm. or if they ascend to better heights how the end of his tenure goes what if it goes out in a whimper much like Hayden Fries did now Hayden had a very good team coming back in 1997 they disappointed yes they had Michigan on the ropes in Ann Arbor they should have won that game I, that game still annoys the crap out of me <laughs> up 21-7 <laughs> they were the better football team that, that day, day. Mm-hmm. than a Michigan team that won the national championship that year, and they didn't get it done. Then the next year, the wheels came off. He was going through prostate cr- uh, cancer treatment during that year, and they finish up 3-8. and eight. But that, it was a little bit of a whimper as he went out, as opposed to when many people thought he should have left, and he wanted to leave in 95. After they beat Washington in the Sun Bowl, he's mm-hmm. carried off the field. Right. But the players talk him into coming, coming back. back. Um, so that's going to matter. If Kirk goes out, Let's say this year they miss a bowl game, and then next year they miss a bowl game again. I mean, if that's or the way if they, you go Or out, if they make a bowl game and then get hammered again. Right, right. And you look back at the tenure, and then that'd Ooh, be boy. six straight bowl losses to finish up. Something that early in his tenure, outside of the game against USC, mm-hmm. you know, it was looked he, had, at, he had success. Absolutely. Yeah. Success against some very good programs yeah. in bowl games. Wins against... Of programs like Texas Tech and Florida and sure. LSU, yeah, not just competing, but right. winning those but kind winning, of games, yeah. and that has gone away and, and has dissipated. So that's going to be a part of it as well. What happens? How it finishes? Does beating, does having a winning record against your in-state rival equate to you? I don't think so. Okay, when you're talking about legendary, do you know what? Because, Pete, because do you know what Pete Carroll's record is against USC US, or UCLA? Are you UCLA? I don't. Right. I Do don't. you know what Bo Schembechler's record was against Mich- Ohio Mich- State? No, I don't. Right. So apparently, then that's not against your rival. Then it's not not that, really that, a determining that part factor. of the equation. Right. Okay. Right. Which is probably hey, a good because, thing for Kirk. Well, yeah, because because <laughs> Hayden Fry was what fifteen and fifteen and two, fifteen and three, and Ferentz is like nine and nine. Right. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. So we'll eliminate that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State. Okay. Now, if you're talking locally, yeah, that might change the the equation, you know. And I still, 
I'm still uh, amused at times when I hear people complain about Kirk Ferentz. Is, ah, the old man you know, doesn't have it together anymore. <laughs> Nothing has changed with Kirk. He's still the same guy. He's, yeah, he is. And anybody inside the profession will tell you what a good person he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been things that have come up, absolutely. You know, the whole housing thing with his son way back in the day. Yeah, that rankled people. But you're at a place as a college coach, and that kind of, you know, just the the microscope that is on you for 18 years, things are going to come up. But overall, the way that he's run the program, the successes that he's had, you're not going to find in a dirty, dirty business a better representative than what Kirk Ferentz has been over the 18 years. I'm, I'm good with that, absolutely. And yet... For some people, that just doesn't matter one iota. All they want is the wins. All they want is a bowl victory. All they want is a Big Ten championship. He only has two of those. Do you know how many offhand that Hayden Fry had in his 17 years? No. Three. Okay. Barry Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Now, Kirk Ferentz has more Big Ten wins than Barry Alvarez. Than Alvarez. He's been there a little longer, but you look at the records, they're very comparable. Mm-hmm. Kirk also but coached Al- in a time... Al- doesn't Alvarez, though, have some big bowl wins, too? Rose Bowl victories. Rose Bowl victories. Right. Yeah. And, well, Kirk has an Orange Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. So he also came up in a time that was different. You know, if it was back when Hayden was there, when Alvarez was there, he'd have more appearances in the Rose Bowl. But in 2002, because of the weird system that was in place with the BCS. Correct. Something that hardly anybody knew about at the time. That was a crazy thing, Jim. After... Ohio State clinched with the win against Michigan State, and we knew they were played in the national championship game. Everybody, well, you go to the Rose Bowl. That's yeah. where you're going. Yeah. And people had their plane tickets and ready to go. Uh-oh. And then the selection go, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Going to Miami. <laughs> yeah. And there was still so much excitement that everybody was fine with it. But in past years, they would have been playing in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case for that season. Uh, you go back, the Orange Bowl victory against Georgia Tech. Another one that they very well could have been in the Rose Bowl, but it didn't happen. There are plenty of scenarios out there that would look different in past years, and and that's why it is always difficult, regardless of sport, when you try to just match up exactly what it is because it's different eras. Now, you talk about Woody and Bo back in the day. They, If you didn't win the Big Ten Championship, you weren't going to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. You can't measure it up to that. You know, Kirk with one more bowl victory will be third all-time in wins from a Big Ten coach in bowl games. That's incredible. But then you look back and remember, well, if you didn't win the Big Ten championship for a long time, you weren't going to any bowl. Right. So that that's the difference it, there. It, there's a lot of changes that have taken yeah. place. And that's what you get into. So I, I think a fun exercise, a fun thought process, what would it take then for you for him to become legendary? If they would have got to the college football playoff a couple of years, is that enough to push him over the edge? I would think that that would have really helped him. It would have been his third Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. He had 2 4 and then a later one with 2015 uh, in the college football playoff. Even if they get blown out by Alabama, just getting Iowa there, I, I, I think would push him. I also think maybe... And the game that you went to, the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. if they would have beaten Stanford, I think that might have been because then people could say, hey, we won the Rose Bowl. We won a Rose Bowl. The, I mean, that's an the, Orange that's, Bowl win. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the Big Ten Bowl. Right. Is the Orange Bowl. Or, I mean, sorry, the Rose Bowl. Right. And they got hammered. Yes. Yeah. So and you saw it firsthand. I did. But it's. Luckily, the Bud Lights were going down yeah. quickly. That helped. <laughs> that helped a lot. But I think. I think now, and maybe that's why 
there was blowback that you got Mm -hmm. because his last five years in bowl games at the end of the season have been just dreadful. Right. I mean, they got killed by a Florida team that didn't even have six starters on defense. Six starters. They're missing, and they got hammered. So I think, and everybody said, well, and and just like what you and I discussed at the end of that 12-0 and season, we said they went 12-0. and That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're, what, a foot and a half away from winning the Big Ten playoff game mm-hmm. and, and going to that. And then everybody's so jacked about going to the Rose Bowl. How many how many fans were there? Sixty thousand, fifty thousand fans. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. That that made that trip, mm-hmm. and then they just got smoked, right? And then it all went back to well, their schedule wasn't good. I mean, all of that stuff. And then I think I think that that's that lingers with people that's who are going to go with a blowback on the so-called legendary status. So you need one more breakthrough. I think so. One more breakthrough, a Big Ten championship. I think I think he might get be close to that legendary status if he would have won the Rose. He's got, in his career, mm-hmm. five top ten finishes at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's impressive. That is very impressive. He probably doesn't have that. No. But the problem is those other 13 years, I think only two other times, they even finished in the top 25. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of middling years in there, a lot of eight and fives, you know, those kind of things that, that leave you. When they're, um, they're all right. They were fine. When there were four and eight in there tossed in as well. Right. Only a few but, well, years back. I mean, yeah. But most coaches are going to have that. Once in a while. Yeah. You're there for 18 years. Those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, though, yeah, those top 10 finishes are great. But then when you only add two more top 25 finishes, that uh i don't know kind of waters things up so you're bit. on the edge on this as well yeah in your thinking it's difficult to process right now it's difficult to process i believe this way this is the way that i think about okay it. i believe he will be looked back upon as a legendary coach i do not believe he will retire as a legendary coach, okay, I think he will be looked back upon. Five years later? As a legendary coach, absolutely. After he retires, yes. five years. Because I just don't think Iowa fans as a whole realize how difficult it is to sustain at the level that he's been mm-hmm. and be as good as he has been. Now, here's another thing. If it goes down the road that it looks like Kirk wants and Brian would succeed him, that also can tarnish his image if it doesn't work out. I'm with you on that. Because nepotism will be played to the hilt. If he retires, even on a good note. Yeah. Maybe not the highest of notes, but let's no, but say. He wins a bowl game his yeah. last game. They go he, nine, wins, he wins the Sun Bowl. They go 9-3. and three, They yeah. win a bowl game. Yeah. Goes out on a high note. Yeah. Retires three years from now. All's well and good. Mm-hmm. And Brian takes over. And then Brian fails. Oof. That's not going to be his legendary status certainly going to be tarnished. I'm with you case. I'm with you on that. So that's another one where you look down the yeah. road. So it's difficult to decipher right now and uh pretty fun conversation. It was. Yeah. Yeah, are we going to carry this over with uh with John? Yeah, we'll talk with John Bonacamp okay. about that, the Burlington Hawkeye on the Hawkeye beat and much more the sports editor down there. John Bonacamp up next here as we continue on Jimmy B and TC live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines Metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. A roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one day get it done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Make history and celebrate the 4th of July by lighting up the sky with Bolino Fireworks. Fireworks are now legal in Iowa. Bolino Fireworks has been supplying the Midwest with quality products at the very best prices for over 35 years. Plus, at Bolino Fireworks, buy one, get three free. Bolino Fireworks. Find them in Ames in the Hy-Vee parking lot, 3800 Lincoln Way. Also, the Fairway parking lot, 3619 Stange Road. Also, in Indianola, the Fairway parking lot, 1309 West 2nd Street. Bolino Fireworks. Have a blast this 4th of July. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Mmm, who doesn't love cupcakes? And at Molly's Cupcakes, you can create your own. Pick a cake flavor, choose a frosting, then dress it up with toppings and sprinkles from our sprinkle station. At Molly's Cupcakes, choose from dozens of flavors of cakes and frostings, as well as cheesecakes, cookies, bars, pies, and more, including vegan and gluten-free choices. Molly's Cupcakes, 215 East 3rd Street in Des Moines East Village. A proud member of the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce, the only five-star accredited chamber in central Iowa. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local...
local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back, everybody. It's always a good day when we get a chance to uh, talk with John Bonecamp, Burlington Hawkeye, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. He joins us right now. John, good afternoon, pal. How's it going? Uh, we're doing fine. We've got uh, plenty of things to get into, but Trent hit on a very interesting topic that he and I discussed. I'll let him explain it to you, and then we'll kind of pick your brain on it as well. Yeah, there okay. was uh, college football news as Pete Futek had, uh, he was doing a Big Ten preview, and he was talking about coaches, and he threw out the legendary group, Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh, Kirk Ferentz. And went on and kept coming. Then a couple of tweets he said came his way. And the question becomes, is Kirk Ferentz really legendary? And, and the the term legendary, you can take in a multitude of different ways. And I think that's what makes it such a fun conversation. It really depends, it depends on what your definition of legendary is and, and if Kirk falls into that category. So when you hear that and you hear the conversation, where does your mind go first, John? See, when, when you say legendary to me, I'm thinking, Bear Bryant. I'm okay. thinking, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 old the older the coaches who have won, you know, multiple national championships and and you know are among the all time leaders in wins. And so, so in my mind, that's legendary. Now that's not to diminish you know Kirk and what he's done, but you know, I mean, when when you say legendary, I think you know historic coaches in my mind more than anything else. But when you look at his longevity there, when you look at the games he's won, when you look at, you know, there's been a couple of Big Ten titles, you know, sharing Big Ten titles, and there's a couple of, you know, the, you know, winning the division, you know, a couple of years ago, those sort of things. When you have all that, you know, and you look at and you look at how long he's been there, and and how long he may be there from now on. You know, if if your definition of of legendary is is longevity with the success, then certainly he's in there. But when when you say that to me, I'm thinking you know historic coaches in terms of you know national titles and where they are on the career win list and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you're talking legendary, do you mm-hmm. what what Big Ten coaches would you put in there? I mean, obviously Paterno is there. Urban right. Urban Myers there, where mm-hmm. else, where else would you go? I, you know, again, I 
you know, if you if you look at it the way I look at it, yeah, Urban Myers, because you know, there's a national title with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when you say Harbaugh, is is he really legendary? You know, um, you know, he, he I, I don't know. It, it's it, like I said to me, it's it's the the big name. You know, and I mean, if you want to talk modern coaches. You know, obviously Nick Saban's on that list. Right, you know, yep, and then yep. there's yeah, and there's some other ones. So I mean, it like you said, and it is the definition of it, it's how you define legendary. And you know, and and so when you look at and and I wouldn't even put Kirk in the same category as Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh hasn't been in Michigan that long. And and you look at Kirk and you look at the the you know the time he's been there, the the bowl appearances, the you know that sort of thing. You know, he he's in my mind very high on the Big Ten coaches. But I don't really think of him yet in that status of the historic coaches. What would it take for him to get there then? Uh, another Big Ten championship? Does it have to be multiple, a big run, college football playoff? I mean, to get to that I think level. You gotta get to the, I think you've got to get to the playoff. I think okay. you have to, you know, and maybe even get to the national title game. And certainly if you win a national title, that certainly puts you in that group of coaches that are, you know, you know that 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 you can think about. You know that sort of thing because to me it's it's about you know it's about the the multiple you know multiple national titles. But if he won one, if he even you know if he even got to the playoff, I think that that adds to his reputation anymore. And like I said, I, I hate to argue against him because I think he's been a, a wonderful coach, and I think he's his success you know is 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 very evident in what he's been able to do. You know, but like I said, legendary in my mind are the historic coaches and and that sort of thing. But when you look at, at, at how long he's been there, you know, the number of games he's won, you know, the fact that that, it, that there hasn't been any sort of scandal, you know, involved in anything. I mean, certainly he's he's going to go down as as one of the you know you can you could argue maybe the greatest coach in Iowa history. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, it's kind of depends on how you look at those things. Mm-hmm. Uh- Trent made a good argument before you came on the show, and I'll ask this question of you. Okay. When he does decide to retire, in five years, will that legendary status be much easier to say yes on? Or if whoever takes over, and if nepotism is is involved, (laughs) and that doesn't work out so well, is that going to reflect back on Ferentz as well? No, I don't. I don't think it'll reflect back on him. But I do think once he's done, and when you have a chance to reflect on all he's done, then yeah, you 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 may be able to look at him in a different way. And that's that's the other thing too. Is you know you're looking at he's still coaching, and you know in my mind, you know like I said, and and I put Nick Saban in that category because of the number of national titles he's won. And he's still coaching, but to me, legendary in my mind are the guys that aren't coaching anymore, and you know the ones that that, that you know have have had that historic, you know, the historic part on their resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, like I said, five years, you know, maybe you know, a couple of years after he's retired, um, you know, or you know, or even when he retires, if you look back on his numbers and you look back on what he's done. You know, on and off the field, yes, I think he, he his, his, the way people will look at him will be a little bit different. Okay. Is Hayden Fry legendary? Yes. I would say that, and, and again, it kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about, about you know, national titles and mm-hmm. all that. But, in, again, 
you know, when you look at, at how he rebuilt that program and built it basically from, you know, what it was. And, you know, the reputation he had in the state, the reputation he had nationally, too. And I think that sometimes gets played into it, too. You know, coaches are looked at in a different way regionally and nationally. And I think Hayden, you know, had that sort of, you know, aura to him. And there has to be some of that, too, I think, you know, where there has to be, you know, the, the reputation of the guy. You know, when you think of Bear Bryant, you, you imagine the, the houndstooth cap and, you know, and all yes. that stuff. And, and so, so, I mean, you know, like, like I said, legendary in my mind comes after they leave and you look back on what they've done. And, and, and so that's why I think that that's why I would consider Aiden in that mix because of what he was able to do in a program that was pretty much nothing when he got there. Okay. And, you know, he built the program to where Kirk then has taken it now to an even different level. And like I said, when, when his career is over, I think people will look at him a little bit differently. Is there any football news at all, or is it just dead? <laughs> well, it's been pretty quiet, hasn't it? I mean, nobody's been hurt. No, yeah. uh, nobody's been arrested. You know, nobody <laughs> knows his transfer. I mean, it's been pretty quiet, you know, and, um, I think we get another media availability with him here in the next couple of weeks. And then, um, you know, you get Big Ten Media Day at the right. end of July. And then all of a sudden we'll start talking football. But right now it's been real quiet, which is fine with me. I'm sure. not arguing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very good thing. And uh, the questions that are still there are going to be there coming into August camp. And it's going to be, can they find a quarterback? Can they find receivers? Because you know, the rest of the team, I, I feel like they're in good shape. The other thing, though, is the implementation of the new offensive system. You know, what we're going to see, what they're really going to try to do. You can go back to five years ago when Greg Davis came in. It was a disaster. Has there been enough conversation about a possibility of some growing pains here in year number one for Brian and company? Oh, I, I think I, I think if you know people that understand football are going to understand that there will be some, some difficulties. And, you know, I mean – you can't you can't change terminology. You know you can't change you know some of the things you can do overnight, and especially then when you have a team that has a new quarterback that has you know pretty much every every wide receiver is new with the exception of Matt Vandenberg. Um, you know yeah you're really good up front, and 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 that to to me that's the biggest thing about this team that will give them more success than I think sometimes maybe will people think of is the fact that they're very good on the offensive line. It's one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that will help a little bit, but of course there's going to be growing pains. I mean, that's, you know, I, and I mean, there's going to be some restlessness. I think from Iowa fans really on, especially if they struggle, but you know, it has to understand that's just part of, of college football. When you change things around. Mm-hmm. We're having a great conversation with John Bonacamp, Burlington Hawkeye. On the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. John, did you get a chance to uh, hit up some of the uh, basketball, the, the uh, PTL? Yeah, I've been there the uh, last two Sundays, oh, and, yeah. uh, I, and you know, I'm planning on going tomorrow. I, you know, I don't know yet, um, but but it's like um, you know they they look really good, and and, and there's you know, Fred McCaffrey has a has a has a problem, but it's a really good problem. It's going to be. How do you fit 13 guys in the 200 minutes? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so it, it there there is a lot of depth on this team. There's a lot of competition. Um, there's a lot of youth. You know, so you know what you're seeing now is is you know probably what you're going to see a year or two down the road because all those guys you know those guys are going to grow together. But it's it's been really fascinating to watch. This is a really good team, and and 
from what I've seen in the, in the times I've seen them, it's like you can you can make the case for all of them playing. And so, like I said, how do you divide the, the 200 minutes per game in the 13 players? I don't know. And so I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing that, that, that he is going to have to face. And he's going to learn that, you know, as they take this European trip, you know, he's going to learn this in the fall that, that this is, the, you know, how does this all work? And, you know, to me, this is a very deep team. This is a very good team. Well, and the two freshmen coming in, uh, more additions to that front court. Your thoughts on what you've seen out of Nat, uh, Jack Nunji up to this point? Six foot eleven, can shoot it, can play inside, and then the uh, big man Luca Garza in there. Two six eleven guys coming in, and they both look like they can play. Yes, and I mean, there again, you know, it's like you you knew what you had coming back, you know, and so you try to figure out, okay, you know, who's going to pick up for Peter Jack. Now you add in. Two things, you know, two players that you really haven't had these kind of players before that are essentially seven footers when mm-hmm. you think about it. Right. And and not only are they seven footers, but they can play inside and they can play outside. And so now all of a sudden, you know, where do those guys fit in? How do you get them minutes? What do you do with them? And they're both really talented. They both should play. I had somebody ask me the other day, oh, do you think you're going to redshirt one of them? I said, oh, absolutely not. Right. You know, they're going to play. And so, the, you know, it, and they should play. They're, they're very talented players who can do a lot of different things. It's my suggestion that Creener is going to have a lot to say about the minutes that are played in the post. Have right. you have you examined his game in the PTL? And if so, what have you taken away from him? Again, he's he's very solid. He you know when he played last year, he gave them good minutes, and you know he's kind. You know he had that little you know that little ten foot jumper yeah. that you know that that he can extend out a little bit, which again makes him a difficult player to defend. Plus, he's a really good rebounder. So. It's it's the older guys like like Domule and and Ahmad Wagner who's who's going to head into his junior, and those guys are going to have to. I mean, those guys are going to have to prove they can rebound. And and Ahmad can. Domule, you know, has had a lot of you know has been very inconsistent, especially you know, and in, in, in he was that way last year. And, and so I mean, those guys are going to have a say too. And in, in, in who gets playing time, it's going to be about who can defend and who can rebound. Because all of these guys can score inside, some of them can score outside. It's going to be about who can defend and who can rebound, and I think it's going to determine a lot of minutes. And we haven't even mentioned uh, Cordell Pemsel coming back from yeah. off-season surgery. Yeah. I mean, the depth inside—it's absolutely incredible. You know they're going to have pieces up there. Does that mean that Jordan Bohannon though is the most important piece, taking another step, maybe especially on the defensive end? Isaiah Moss. I mean, because the front court is so stacked. You know you're going to have options there in the backcourt, though. There's some questions, especially after those two. Oh, sure. And, I mean, you, you have to look at, you know, who steps into the Peter Jock role, who mm-hmm. steps into that, that shooting guard that can get you, you know, 15 to 20 points a night. You know, to me, point guard isn't, it isn't an issue in the sense of Jordan Bohannon because I think he can give you good minutes. The issue there is, okay, what does Christian Williams do? He, I think he's one of those players that's going to need to give you on a consistent basis, you know, 12 to 15 good minutes a night. Because you can't run Jordan Bohannon into the ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Christian Williams is going to play a little bit of a play. You know, Macy Daly is another player that, that didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but he he stuck around, He's you know, and we talked to him the other day, and he's like, 
you know, he, he just goes a lot of times just to work out by himself. And, you know, that's a dedication for me. That's, that's a guy that, that really wants to get minutes. So, you know, again, there's a crowded guard court, too. It's going to be a matter of who can give you good minutes, who can be consistent. You know, that was Isaiah Moss's problem last year. He'd give you 14 points in the first half and not give you anything in the second half. Right. You know, he's going to have to be a little more consistent. So, so to me, in the guard court, it's about consistency more than anything else on who gets playing time. Having a conversation with John Bowenkamp, uh, Burlington Hawkeye on the Draft House 50 hotline. John, this team, uh, the I, I always get a kick out of the way too early uh, NCAA tournament uh, teams. Uh, Iowa not listed uh, right. on, on, on most of them. Does that catch you a little by surprise, or are these people say, okay, show me? I think that's what people are saying. I, I, I think they don't realize how deep this team is. And, um, you know, I mean, you, you know, one of the things people kind of forget is, well, they're like, oh, well, they were an NIT team. Well, they were one of the last four out of the NCAA tournament with the season they had last year. So, and, and you've got pretty much everybody back except Peter Jock. Um, you know, so I, I do think they're, they're kind of, okay, let's see what they can do, you know, with this group in the following year without Peter Jock. I mean, like I said, I don't take, I don't put a whole lot of stock in but I do think people are kind of sleeping on them a little bit. I think this is a really good basketball team. And it's just a matter of, you know, how it all fits. And, you know, you know Fran's going to figure that out in a hurry. That's a, that's a November schedule that's difficult. You know, you get right into December and you get two Big Ten games right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you play Iowa State on the road. You play, you know, Colorado on a neutral court. You, you play in the Big Four Classic. There's a lot of things there. He's, he's not going to have a lot of time to have the easy games where everybody can play and you can kind of see what everybody does. He's going to have to make a decision. You know, it's going to be a work in progress, but he's going to have to do it against a very difficult non-conference schedule. But, yeah, I do think it's, uh, you know, let's see what they can do sort of thing because I think people just don't know how good these two freshmen are. I, I think they don't know how good Tyler Cook's going to be. And I think he's going to be really good, too. We haven't talked about him yet. But I think he's going to be really good. So there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think people are kind of overlooking that right now. I'm there with you. I think this team has a chance to be really good. Maybe not upper echelon good, top three, say, of the Big Ten, but certainly right in the mix to get back to the NCAA tournament this year and do a little mm-hmm. bit of damage. Uh, John, before we let you run, uh, over on the other side of the river from you there in Burlington is uh, Macomb in Western Illinois, the Summit mm-hmm. League going through some transition of their own. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening there and ooey pooey on the move. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you, I, uh, they, I think the Horizon League really wanted to get back in Indianapolis after losing Butler. And when they lost Valpo, I think that opened the door for, for IUPUI. You know, Summit League is down to eight teams now. It goes back to nine next year when North Dakota comes in. Uh, it's, you know, it's a really good league, and that's, that's, a, that's a team that – that's a program, that, a basketball program, that I think is kind of on its way up. And to me, it's a little big – it's a big jump for them. And I think they'll struggle early on, but I, I, I mean, I, it made perfect sense. It seemed like that was that was an area that they seemed a little bit more regionally fit. I know there was a concern in some leagues that they were going to lose more than one. I, I think they thought that the Horizon might go get Fort Wayne too, and you know they they you know there were some rumors maybe Omaha might go that sort of thing. So I think just losing one is okay. But but yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of con- there's going to be a lot of conference changes coming in the next. For in three or four years, and it's not going to be the big conferences. It's going to be the mid majors. There's going to be a lot of shifting, 
And, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to start looking around. Okay. If this, if, you know, if X happens, where do we go? You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I, that's the next big conference move is, you know, teams going places where to cut expenses in a lot of cases. And, you know, and, and so that, that to me is the biggest news I think is going to come out of, you know, college conference changes is it's going to come from the mid majors. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and, People, I don't think, really understand that those conferences don't get the mega millions like the Power right. Five does. Yeah, and that, and that money, you know, and that TV money is going to be drying up. Here, yeah, you're right. You know, in, the, in, in within four or five years. So, really, the changes like in the Missouri Valley and like in the Horizon League and now the Summit League have been based more on just, well, okay, which conference is a better fit for us? And in an IUPUI's case, I think they looked at it and said, we, we feel like we're a better fit than Horizon League. But they're going to have, they're only taking a step up in competition. So I think it's going to take them a couple of years to kind of adjust to that. Always good, pal, when you take some time with us. Thank you, John. Have a great day. I will do that. Have a good one. See, See ya. Up. John Bowenkamp uh, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Good stuff out of him. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting and uh, different times in college athletics. Yeah, it's- it is. Constantly shifting. You know, we always talk about what's happening. Mention this to Ben Kirchival. Did you see that Kansas is putting $300 million into their football stadium? That's incredible. What is that for? They only have 1,400 people that show up. Well, there's a good point that was brought up by their football coach. And it was programs that have done this that were struggling at the time. Oregon. Yes. Put a ton of money into their facilities. They did. And they started to improve. Yep, and, and that brought fans. Yep. Another one, and just to the south of them in the Big 12, Oklahoma oh, State. Yes. And T. Boone put money yeah, in. Yeah, he did. Renovated everything, new mm-hmm. uniforms, mm-hmm. pretty new shiny objects. And they got a lot better. So Oklahoma State football for a long time, outside of the years of Barry Sanders and Thurman uh, Thomas. Thurman, Thurman Thomas, yeah. They were bad. Yeah, they were. They were really bad. Yeah. For a long, long yeah. stretch. Yep. It's a kind of recent phenomenon of Oklahoma State being good. Mm-hmm. The reason for that, they put money into it. Maybe Kansas is on you think, something here. You think they're going to f- find some success? Well, and at the very least, you do that, you get some semblance of a football program compared to the tire fire that they've been over the last decade. Right. And if realignment hits, you feel like you're in a lot better position than oh, you I were. Oh, I see where you're going. They're gearing up in case in realignment case. takes place. Right. Okay. I got you. Jimmy B and TC is the big talker, 1700. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' big talker, 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. It's Macy's 4th of July mattress sale with the lowest prices of the season from Sealy, Serta, Beautyrest, iComfort, and more. Shop specials now through Tuesday. 
Plus, get free delivery and setup with a minimum mattress purchase of $787. Shop our stores, go to Macy's.com or call 1-800-MACY-BED. Macy's 4th of July mattress sale. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply. Napa know-how. When you buy AC Pro refrigerant at Napa for $33.99, it comes with a pressure gauge, quick connect hose, and refrigerant to make just about any car cool again. Old cars, new cars, brown cars, even cars with hand crank windows. If it has four wheels and an air conditioner, AC Pro refrigerant for $33.99 can make your car cool. Literally. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 6 17 Hi, this is John Taffer from Bar Rescue. I've seen firsthand what restaurant owners can do with the capital to manage cash flow gaps. Cabbage is so important. Cabbage provides lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds without reapplying. I signed up and had a decision in minutes. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses from every industry. Get started at cabbage.com slash owner or 855-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good. I've seen you golf. The trick shot for you is hitting the green irregularly. There you go. Then join former Pro Bowl running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show and head into the evening with former registered sports writer Phil Ryder with Ryder Than You on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. BGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live 
from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we are uh, almost uh, fine for the day. Uh, but one, don't forget, we'll be back again bright and early tomorrow at 12 noon. That fits right in my wheelhouse, that 12 noon thing. Yeah, it works out well for you. Yeah, it does. You're up earlier than me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For obvious reasons. So, that, like I said, 12 noon is perfect for me. Uh, what are you going to be tuned in tonight? Is the well? I know you're going to watch the Twins, right? Yeah, yep. It's been uh, a rough one last night. The rain delay yeah. led it into late into the evening, early lead for the Red Sox, and then a balloon from there, and it got ugly. So yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that one. Not a whole lot of hope tonight. Uh, Mejia will take them out against Rick Porcello. Porcello has been terrible for the Red Sox himself, but uh, the Twins, good teams. Just has not worked out very well. So I'll be watching that. Be watching the Cubs and the Nats. I was going to say Cubs Nats. That's probably where I'll go for yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah. Strasburg on the bump for the Nats. So that yeah. always bears watching. A lackey. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with him. Could that game get ugly early? Oh, yeah, yeah. It could. There, there's no doubt. It's lackey. I mean, yeah. Lackey, if he's a little off, he can get really bad. Yeah. So I, w- I agree. Uh, Rangers Indians, that's been kind of entertaining the last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. You Darvish back on the mound. He's been out for a while, so he'll be back out there for the Rangers. Maybe an eye on that one. Uh, I was seeing something interesting. Kansas City, as we know, kind of back in contention. Yes. And they're playing the Tigers right now in their series. Uh, the Tigers, maybe within the next couple of weeks, going to make the decision of do we trade away pieces? Yeah, they a buy lot or of veterans. Sell? Yeah. Well, they're not buying. No, they're they, going to they're gonna sell. It's selling, but... Just how much selling? Is it bit pieces, mm-hmm. or are you looking to sell Verlander? You know, guys like right, that. Right, right. And if that's the route that they're going to go. So, uh, yeah, Kansas City, though, still hanging around. They're going to have a decision to make here over the next month of what they're going to do. Brewers and Reds tonight. Chase Anderson, who's been their best pitcher. Fun guy to watch for the Brewers. Right. So uh, he'll be taking the mound tonight for Milwaukee. A lot of decent baseball, but overall, you know, a pretty quiet night. I might get in. I mean, I'll definitely sample the Nats and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But I might watch a little of the L.A. teams again. Okay. Dodgers, Angels. Uh, just because the Dodgers are so entertaining. I mean, Jock Peterson, Peterson went uh, yard last night with a three-run jack. Mm-hmm. So, and the Dodgers won. Um, but I'll probably do that. But I think the majority of my focus will be uh, Cubs and Nationals this evening. I, I, I'm i with you. I want to see if John Lackey can have a decent outing against that power order mm-hmm. uh, of Washington. And you're right. It could get ugly early uh, with him on the mound. Yeah, You know, going back to KC. Yeah. They're... I mean, you look at the standings, Trent, they're only a couple of games out. But, but Jim, I know, you got to look deeper I, than that. I know you that. Have to look... I, I know, but you know fans are going to, we're only a couple of games out. But that is the job of the GM, the front office. That's correct. Is to not just look at it simply as we're only a couple of games out. Is this a team that is built to win in the postseason? Mm-hmm. Even if you could get there, which even may be a stretch. Because we all know Cleveland's immensely talented. Now, that's a talented team. They haven't had Danny Salazar for a month now. Right. You know, Carrasco, he was hurt. Kluber's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the DL, they they just uh, had uh, Brantley was just on the DL. He right. just came back off of that. This is a talented team. They put it all together. They're far and away the best team in the division. And then, what, you're hopeful that you can nab that second wild card and you're 
going to go into Yankee Stadium or go into Boston, win a one-game playoff against them. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're mortgaging your future for. Fans, they can complain. They can call into Sports Talk Radio and get upset. But you have to look at it. What's the best for the future of the organization? And and the reality is, even with this hot streak that they've been on, even with as well as they played over the last month, the reality is that the future of their organization, the next time that they're going to have a real shot, it's not this year, no. not the next couple of years. It's probably four or five years down the line. That's what you have to start building for. That's that's when they would really start to reap the benefits of their minor league system again, which propelled them into this great, what, four or five-year run that, yeah. they, that they have had, which, a, which resulted in a World Series title. Yeah, it was about building up with Hosmer, Moustakis, right. yeah. those guys. Yeah. That came up, and you get a couple of breaks, you make a couple of moves, you bring in Johnny Cueto, you bring in Ben Zobris, mm-hmm. and you win a World Series. Yeah, yeah. That's what you build to if you're in a market like Kansas City when you don't have the same kind of funds as the Dodgers, as the Yankees. That's the way you have to go about it. Okay. And, yeah, in the short term, it sucks. And your, your team's decent. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're decent. Yeah. You feel like they're cl- close, but... In reality, you're not. You're not close. Okay. You're not close. All right. So tonight for you, Twins, yeah. Nats, Cubs, and will you watch any West Coast or will you try to go to bed at a decent hour for a change? No, no, no. Card- <laughs> Cardinals Diamondbacks will be on late. I'll be uh, keeping Watching an eye that? on that one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll roll from there. We'll be back at it tomorrow at noon, Jimmy. You B. got it, brother. We are out of here once again, bright and early tomorrow at 12 noon on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. 
get to JCPenney for our 4th of July sale. Save up to 40% on major appliances from brands like LG, GE, and Samsung. Plus, get up to a $500 Visa prepaid card when you purchase more appliances. And get 30-month special financing on purchases with your JCPenney credit card. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Available in select stores. Some terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Financing terms dollars 621 to 712 on purchases of $799 or more. Must request a time of purchase. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Limit one Visa prepaid card by mail as a rebate per address. Except in Rhode Island. See store or gcp.com slash appliances for details. A comet six billion miles away is talking to us. Farmers are growing produce in shipping containers. Trees and plants can now distinguish between pests and beneficial insects. We can't make this up. Actually, we can, because we provide the technology that makes it possible. Technology to help humanity. Aero Electronics. Five years out. Dot com. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. This is a show where we take more calls than any other talk show in North America. The reason is, is we talk about you right in front of you every day. So thanks for being here. The Dave Ramsey Show on the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free scream. Right. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals to find your local food bank for help. Once again, that's feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports.